This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. The final score at Petco Park today, the Diamondbacks 8 and the Padres 6, as Arizona and San Diego split this mini two-game series at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building inside Petco Park. Certainly a tough one today for the Padres. They had a 5-1 lead after five innings, Xander Bogarts, a two-run home run in the fifth inning, his third home run already of this season and in this season opening homestand. Padres led 5-1. to one. You were feeling good about where this game was at, but then a tough few innings for the Padres' bullpen. The Diamondbacks running wild against the Padres late in the game, creating runs, and the Diamondbacks scoring three in the sixth inning and four in the eighth inning to go ahead 8-5. to five. Padres got one back in the bottom half of the ninth inning on Trent Grisham's home run, but the Padres fall 8-6 to six on this Tuesday afternoon. So the Padres see their three-game win streak snapped, and now the Padres with a day off tomorrow and beginning a road trip in Atlanta and then to New York after that. So all in all, to begin the year, the Padres 3-3, three and three, and the Diamondbacks improve to 3-3 three and three as well. We'll step aside here on our post-game show. When we come back, we'll have the highlights for you. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, give you my thoughts out of town scoreboard, our daily awards, and much, much more to come as we wrap this one up. Again, the final score, the Arizona Diamondbacks 8 and the San Diego Padres 6. We get our post-game show rolling when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our 
Our postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. The Padres fall 8-6 to six to the Arizona Diamondbacks here this afternoon at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame show inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Padres for a while today looked poised to make this a four-game win streak. They had a 5-1 lead through five innings, but then the Arizona Diamondbacks clawing their way back. They score three in the sixth inning to make it 5-4, to four, and then four runs in the eighth inning to take an 8-5 lead, and the Diamondbacks go on to win it by that final score of 8-6. to six. Final totals in this game for Arizona, eight runs, nine hits, one error, and for San Diego, six runs, ten hits, and one error. Despite the loss, there were a lot of really good things in this game for the Padres, especially in the first half of the game. You Darvish on the mound we'll talk plenty about his start and much much more to come we will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit so stay tuned for that also I should mention that Gwen and Chris Crisello Matt Scraby are standing by they will join you towards the top of the hour I'm sure have much more to say about this game and I'm sure talk about the Aztecs uh, lost in the national championship game yesterday as well. So they will join you at the top of the hour if you're tuning in and uh, waiting to hear from uh, Chris Ello and Matt Scraby. They will join you here pretty soon. But still have a lot to do here on our Padres Radio Network post-game show. And let's begin with going through this game and playing you back some of the highlights. Hugh Darvish made his 2023 debut on the mound today. He allowed a leadoff double to Josh Rojas in the first inning, but retired the next three batters. The Padres didn't score in the bottom half of the first inning against Diamondback starter Zach Gallen, but they did lose Manny Machado. Machado was ejected by home plate umpire Ron Culpa after getting called for strike three on a pitch clock violation. Machado tried to call time before Culpa called it, but he did not, according to Culpa. Machado was ejected after arguing the call. Darvish got in more trouble in the second inning. He issued three walks total in the inning, but again found a way out of it by striking out Jose Herrera with runners on first and second to end the frame. In the bottom half of the second, the Padres struck. Jake Cronenworth doubled to deep center with one out. He was still on second base with two men away. Austin Nola at the plate. Is a 2-2 pitch. Nola hits a line drive up the middle, off the glove of Marte, into center field, base hit. Cronenworth speeding around third. He will score. Throw comes all the way through, and behind the play, Nola into second base. Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the second, and some really nice hitting by both Cronenworth and Austin Nola. So the Padres had a 1-0 lead after two. Hugh Darvish allowed the leadoff man to reach base in the third, but with the help of a double play ball, it was another scoreless inning. The double play was handy again for Darvish in the fourth inning. He wa- he had runners on first and second with one out after issuing a walk and a hit by pitch, but he got another double play off the bat of Alec Thomas to end the inning. In the bottom half of the fourth, Nelson Cruz took Machado's place in the DH spot. Remember, Manny was thrown out of the game, ejected by home plate umpire Ron Culpa back in the first inning. That was the start of what would be sort of a weird game here today. But anyway, Cruz took Machado's place and Woody and know it, the very first at bat Cruz had today, he did this. First pitch coming, Cruz hits it really well. Deep to left field, it is way back. Carroll at the wall, leaps, gonna go! Nelson Cruz, first home run is a Padre. And now a 2-0 lead here in the fourth, a moonshot into the second or third row in straightaway left field. 
The Padres tacked on Xander Bogarts and Jake Cronenworth hit back-to-back singles on a flyout off the bat of Matt Carpenter. Bogarts went to third. That was significant, Bogarts going to third, because here's what happened with Austin Nola at the plate and the count three and one. So three and one, here's the pitch. Cronenworth runs, pitch is low, it's ball four, and it goes into center field. Bogart's going to come in and score, and the Padres will add to their lead. Jake ends up all the way around third base, and boy, you talk about a costly walk for Zach Gallen. Costly walk indeed. It was ball four. It was a close pitch, but Herrera behind the plate electing to throw to second base before the pitch was called. You can't really blame him for that, but a bad throw went into center. Bogarts came in, and the Padres had a 3-0 lead. The Diamondbacks played it a run against Darvish in the fifth inning. Darvish hit another batter and allowed a single to start the frame, putting runners on first and third. Josh Rojas hit a sack fly to score Arizona's first run, but that was it. You Darvish did a good job limiting the damage in that fifth inning. You Darvish would go five innings, one run allowed. He did walk four, strike out three, allowed three hits. He was in line for the win in his 2023 debut. In the bottom half of the fifth inning, Juan Soto doubled with one out. It was Xander Bogarts who dug in with two outs and Soto on second. Bogarts continued what had been a terrific opening homestand in the brown and gold. Soto at second, two down. Bogarts at the plate, first pitch coming. That's hit in the air to deep left field. Carroll going back on the warning track, at the wall, gonna go! Home run, Xander Bogarts. Again, his third of the season already. A two-run shot here in the fifth, and now a 5-1 Padre lead. Padres look to be on their way to a fourth consecutive win, leading 5-1 to one after five innings. A lot of offensive momentum going on. Nabil Chrismat replaced Darvish in the sixth inning with the Padres leading 5-1. to one. Chrismat retired the first two hitters, but then a single and a walk put two aboard. Geraldo Perdomo then stepped in. 2-2 curveball hit in the air to right field. Pretty much right at Dahl, comes charging in. Oh, he slid forward, couldn't make the catch. McCarthy will come in to score. They're going to wave Thomas. Here's the relay to the plate, and he is safe. Bang, bang at the plate. Went in with a feet first slide. Obviously, the Padres will wait and see if they want to challenge it. And the run was safe at home plate, made it a 5-3 game. And the miscue in right field by Dahl was the start of a variety of miscues defensively by the Padres late in this game. Chris Matt then issued a walk and an RBI single to Josh Rojas. That made it a 5-4 Padres lead, Chris Matt allowing three runs in that sixth inning. Padres still led 5-4 heading to the seventh inning. Domingo Tapia came out of the Padres bullpen, tossed a 1-2-3 frame. Kevin Ginkle replaced Zach Gallen who went six innings for Arizona in his start. He also threw a 1-2-3 bottom of the seventh inning. Padres led 5-4 heading to the eighth inning. Luis Garcia entered. Jake McCarthy singled to start the inning. McCarthy stole second, so the tying run was on base with nobody out. McCarthy then went to third base on a ground out. Then Geraldo Perdomo bunted a safety squeeze. Matt Carpenter couldn't field it cleanly, probably would have had a chance at McCarthy at home plate, but Carpenter was given an error. The game was tied at five as McCarthy scored, and Perdomo reached first base on what they ruled the fielder's choice and an error. Perdomo then stole second base to put the go-ahead run in scoring position. Jose Herrera gave the Diamondbacks a lead. Here's the 0-1. Herrera lines it into center field. Grisham, a little bit of a hesitation, charging in. Not going to get there. Wasn't going to anyway. And Perdomo will come around and score the go-ahead run. 
Diamondbacks lead for the first time today at 6-5. And again, the stolen bases looming gigantic here in the top of the eighth. And they would continue to loom large in that inning. Garcia committed an error on a pickoff throw. That sent Herrera to second base. Then Garcia walked another. He was replaced by Brent Honeywell, who allowed a single to load the bases. A sack fly from Lourdes Gurriel Jr. scored a run. That made it a 7-5 Arizona lead. With runners on first and third, the Diamondbacks went running again. They pulled off a double steal with Cattell Marte at first base, Josh Rojas at third base. It worked. Rojas scored as he beat the throw home from Jake Cronenworth. That made it 8-5 Arizona. In total, the Diamondbacks stole four bases in that eighth inning. They executed a safety squeeze, capitalized on two Padres' errors, and scored four runs in that eighth inning in total. The Padres got the tying runs to the plate in the bottom of the eighth with two outs in Austin Nola against Dre Jamison. Nola skied a fly ball down the right field line. Jake McCarthy, the right fielder, made a tremendous catch in foul ground, catching the ball on the run and then tumbling over the sidewall. He held on for out number three. The Padres' threat was turned away. Honeywell tossed the scoreless ninth inning to keep it at a three-run deficit. Dre Jamison returned to the mound in the ninth inning. He got the first two outs, but then Trent Grisham got the Padres a little bit closer. Jamison will kick and deal, and the pitch hit in the air to deep right field. McCarthy going back. He is watching, and it will go! A long home run for Trent Grisham. Second of the year already, and don't go anywhere. Eight to six Arizona in the ninth. Padres would continue to make it more interesting. Juan Soto, after Grisham's home run, he singled. So that meant that Nelson Cruz, if he could get on base, that would bring the winning run to the plate. But Cruz struck out against Ray Jamison, and that was the ball game. Arizona went on to win it by the final score of 8-6. to six. Again with the win, the Diamondbacks improved to 3-3. Three and three. The Padres drop to 3-3, three and three, so the Padres split this season-opening homestand here at Petco Park. We'll have more on uh, some of the defensive miscues, things like that, uh, what went wrong for the Padres late in this game. But first, let's hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after today's game against Arizona. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, even on days when you don't have your full contentional bullpen, I'm sure you don't imagine dropping four run leads late in the game. No. I mean, you know, we're... We're trying to get it to Garcia in the eighth and Hader in the ninth. We had, you know, several guys available, unavailable today. And we were going to pitch. Honeywell was really one of them. Um, unfortunately, we got into a predicament where we had to use him, and he picked us up. Obviously, you know, the results weren't great. So, uh, you know, it ended up being an ugly game for us. The havoc that the Diamondbacks were able to cause on the base pass late. That's yeah. something that you're aware of coming into the series, but you got a chance to see it. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we could have gotten ourselves out of some jams a little bit earlier and not got into that predicament, too. So, um, just we didn't play well defensively. We didn't throw enough strikes today and got into some positions where, you know, they could steal some bases. Manny's ejection, it looked like he was trying to call time yeah. out with the time left. They just He didn't see that or didn't acknowledge it? Or I, I, don't, I, I don't think he maybe saw it in time. Um, I thought he did, and Manny obviously thought he did, but um, that's you're going to see some of that. And unfortunately, it was a strike three. 
you with the walks, but he was able to pitch over. Yeah. Your thoughts of his effort overall? Yeah, walked four and hit two batters, but made pitches when he had to. You know, a little out of sync with his rhythm, but at the end of the day, he leaves after five innings, one run. We had a chance to win the game. You know, I think for the lack of pitching he did for, for the, an amount of time, um, pretty remarkable to, you know, he's a pre pretty resilient guy and can make some pitches when he has to. Sounds like you're not really all that surprised. You wouldn't have been surprised if he'd gone six, but given what he went through this spring. Yeah, no, he wasn't going to go six. He would, 90 was about what we were looking at today from him. From the start, had he, had he been able to get through six today, you probably wouldn't have been surprised. No, start. I wouldn't have been, but, but you know, he ended up throwing quite a few pitches and, and walked some guys. Manny was walking away. Did he say something that okay. they got him ejected? Yeah, but uh, our contention was if he got a timeout, we wouldn't have had that situation. Make sure that doesn't happen again. What? The Where he gets doesn't get the timeout, even though he deserves it. You know, whether he does or doesn't, it you know, on the, he thought that he did gave it. You know, he asked for it too late. So we're going to see some of that at the beginning. How do you better control the run game in, in the eighth inning there? Well, not get into that position first of all. Um, but we got to be a little bit quicker to the plate. We had some guys that weren't at times today. Had there been any thought to putting Odor in and moving Cronenworth over to first? I, you know, I was going to defense in the outfield and then later on doing that. But at the point in time in the game where we were, you know, there were still some potentially some at bats that were going to come up if, you know, we got into a position where we had two innings left and, you know, we still had a lead at that point. Maybe so. I think Hill got up. Was he? No, Hill didn't get up. Hader got up, just in case we got to within one. I mean, I didn't even want Honeywell to have to pitch today. Toppy was basically our length. Skip, how surprised were you having a four-run lead with it lined up like it was that you couldn't hold that lead? Yeah, I mean, we, we expect to. So, you know, again, we didn't have Hill today. We, we weren't going to use Hill again today. Uh, that definitely with their with the lefties had in the lineup would have been a position for him to pitch, but he's pitched three out of four and we weren't going to do that. So some other guys have to step up and we just didn't do it today. This homestand, Xander's first homestand here at Petco Park, he thought his swing would play well here. What have you thought of him so far? Yeah, it seems to play well and I, mean, I think it plays well anywhere to tell you the truth. You know, I've seen enough in Boston and you look at the numbers he's put up over his career, I think there's any ballpark is going to be a good one for him. Do you get a look at McCarthy's catch down there? What are your thoughts? Yeah, amazing. I mean, you know, they got some speed in the outfield. We knew that. Not only does it factor in on the base pass, but, you know, also some of the plays they make in the outfield. As you head to Atlanta, what do you want to see your team do a little bit better than maybe they did on this homestand? Well, you know, we, we lost a couple of tough ones early and then won a couple tough ones, came back. You know, today was a game that we felt like we had in hand and we just couldn't put it away. So we're going to have to, you know, put ourselves in better better position in the bullpen at, at times to put games away. Um, you know, we gave up too many runs with the lead. It looked like Culpa warned uh, Chris Matt a couple times yeah. before charging him. Is that, how difficult is that for Nabil in that that's probably just the way he's pitched? For right. And, you know, these are some of the things that we're going to see. You know, he got on the mound. He was ready to pitch. I mean, you're, it's tough to fixate on the clock all the time. You know as a pitcher, you want to be in a position to pitch quickly. That's what the pitch clock's all about. And then, 
you know, it can be a little frustrating when you get pushed back off the rubber because there's a certain time frame that you have to let the hitter get ready too. So it's, it's not easy when you're used to doing it a certain way. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park after the Padres fall 8-6 to six to the Arizona Diamondbacks on this Tuesday afternoon. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back uh, with some of my thoughts about uh, what Bob Melvin had to say there, some of the aspects of this game, and uh, we'll talk about that. We'll give you the out-of-town scoreboard, much more to come as well as we wrap this one up from downtown San Diego. Again, the final, Arizona 8, San Diego 6. Our post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Padres fall 8-6 to to the Arizona Diamondbacks here today in downtown San Diego. For the D-backs, eight runs, nine hits, one error. And for San Diego, six runs, ten hits, and one error. Padres had a 5-1 lead in this game, but the Diamondbacks storming back. Three runs in the sixth inning, four runs in the eighth inning, and they go on to win it. 8-6. to six. Padres did get a run back with the Grisham home run, a solo shot in the ninth inning, but uh, not enough as uh, the Padres fall by two runs. Padres did get three home runs in this game. The first one by Nelson Cruz, his first home run as a Padre. That came in the fourth inning. Xander Bogarts a two-run home run in the fifth. That made it a 5-1 Padres lead and for Bogarts already his third home run in a Padre uniform. He had just an outstanding opening homestand just terrific i mean you you couldn't have welcomed yourself to a new city any better than the way xander bogart's played over the course of this opening six game homestand and then uh, like we said trent grisham the solo home run in the ninth inning to cut the deficit to two for the padres before we get to some of our uh, standard postgame segments i want to circle back to some of the things that uh, Bob Melvin talked about in the post-game press conference, which we heard right before the break. Number one, no Tim Hill today. He was not available. Hill pitched yesterday and then uh, did not pitch on Sunday, but he had pitched the two days before that. So like Bob Melvin said, he had already pitched three out of four games. They were not going to use Tim Hill today. And the reason that's significant is you look at what happened in that eighth inning. And by the way, Luis Garcia is another high-leverage reliever out of this bullpen, but that's a spot in the eighth inning with McCarthy and Thomas, a couple of lefties, leading off that frame where you probably, and Bob Melvin alluded to it, see Tim Hill there with the lefties. But they didn't have the option to do that, and then Garcia ends up getting into the trouble and the inning sort of unraveled with him and then Honeywell on the mound. So that was certainly a bigger picture, an aspect of that eighth inning and this game. And let's be honest also, this is the kind of game where the Padres do miss that presence of Robert Suarez. You're looking at a game here today where, you know, you look at the seventh-eighth innings, you have a 5-4 lead. Well, you know that eighth inning, you know, if he's available, is probably going to Robert Suarez, and he's bridging to Josh Hader in the ninth inning. Padres, because Suarez is still on the IL, don't have 
that luxury right now. So the Padres are trying to piece it together late in games without the full complement of relievers and arguably, you know, well, certainly one of their best relievers uh, in Robert Suarez. We know what he can do. So th- those are some bigger picture aspects to that eighth inning. Wanted to get back to some of the other aspects late in this game. Uh, the defense, look, today was not great by the Padres. Uh, Dahl was not credited with an error in the sixth inning, but I'm sure David would tell you he should have hung on to that ball in the sixth inning, allowed two runs to score. Geraldo Perdomo was given a double. At the time, it wasn't super, super damaging because the Padres were still leading 5-3, to three, and you're still up by two, and, and okay, it happened. Um, but look, uh, it was a sinking liner, not an easy play for Dahl, by any means, but you know, I'm sure he would say he was there at the spot uh, and and should have hung on to that. And look, uh, two runs scored on that play. And then in that eighth inning, the play with Carpenter couldn't field the ball cleanly. Maybe has a chance at home plate at McCarthy. Then the throwing error by Garcia on the pickoff attempt. All these plays uh, played a factor into run scoring for the Diamondbacks in that inning. And that inning continuing, where the Diamondbacks continued to run and and look credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, they were very aggressive on the bases, especially late, and it worked really, really well today. And, you know, maybe it's a little window into if some teams with some of these new rules, with the quickness of the game, with the disengagement rules, if some teams are really fast and elect to be really aggressive, you know, and I'm not just talking about Padres Diamondbacks here, but in general, you know, it may be a real advantage late in some games if you can run the way the Diamondbacks did uh, here today. Yu uh, Darvish's outing. Look, it was not the standard Yu Darvish we're used to seeing because of the wildness. He walked for, he hit two batters, but somehow, and this is where it was, classic Yu Darvish found his way through five innings, one run given up, and he was in line for the win. 91 pitches. He figured it out, just like you would expect you Darvish to do. So was you perfect today? No. Was it as good as we'll see him this year? Absolutely not. But I think for you today, the bottom line is that he left this game with the Padres leading 5-1, to one, and he gave up a run in five innings. I mean, you know what? Considering he walked four and he... He hit a couple of batters. He had a couple of big double play balls to get out of innings. It was, you know, not a perfect by any means, but a, a solid enough first outing of the year for you, Darvish, considering this very different build up to the season for him. Um, and look, Bob Melvin said, hey, the, the Padres put themselves in that position where the Diamondbacks could run like that by not, you know, throwing strikes. You can look at the Rojas walk in the eighth inning by Garcia. Uh, there was a walk in the sixth inning as part of uh, as part of uh, uh, the, the three-run sixth inning. I mean, uh, again, you look at the innings where the Diamondbacks scored runs. The fifth inning started with a hit-by-pitch. That run came in to score. Then the sixth inning, there were two walks in that inning. One of them came in to score. One of them extended an inning where there were, when there, excuse me, when there were two outs already. And then the eighth inning, there were some walks. There were some errors. Um, so you know, just not not a very clean uh, defensive game or, or with the strike throwing for the Padres today. The good news, it is one game. Uh, certainly would have loved to have this homestand be four and two instead of three and three, but not the way it went here today. And uh, hopefully. Uh, 
uh, the kind of game that you can uh, forget about, enjoy the off day in Atlanta tomorrow, and then uh, get things started on the road trip beginning on Tuesday. All right, let's continue on with our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Let's update you on the home run tally around the majors today. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. Taking a look at some of the players who have gone deep already today in the major leagues. The Padres-Diamondbacks game was actually the first game of the day, even here on the West Coast. So really every other game is in progress right now. We'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up later. But just a, a few guys here who have homered. Kyle Schwarber hit a home run uh, to right center field in the first inning for the Phillies against the Yankees in New York. Brandon Marsh also a home run for Philadelphia in that game. They have a 2-0 lead in the Bronx right now. The Reds beat, are beating the Cubs right now 3-1. Uh, T.J. Friedel has a home run in that game for Cincinnati. Jason Vossler also a home run for the Reds in that one. Taking a look at the Rays in the Nationals game, it's already 4-4 in the second inning. Jose Siri has a home run in that game for Tampa Bay. So that's uh, just a quick look at some of the players that have gone deep today. And again, we'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit here on our post-game coverage. Now let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware this is one of those games where despite the padres losing i'm going to stay on the padres side of things just looking at the lines here and, and how this game went We'll give our ace pitcher of the game today to you, Darvish, because, again, it, it was not a perfect outing by you. This was not, you know, the the, the standard you, Darvish, were used to seeing when he was at his best last year, and it's understandable with the build-up to this season and, and how different it's been. But, again, what really impressed you about you, Darvish, today was five innings, one run. He was a little bit wild. He walked four. You're not going to see that a lot. He hit two batters. You're not going to see that a lot. But he found a way in classic Hugh Darvish fashion to just keep you right in the game. And you look at the final line, and it's five innings, one run. And he had an inning where he walked three batters, didn't allow a run. Leadoff man on the third, got a double play ball to settle things down. Had two on in the fourth inning, double play ball to get out of the inning. Just figured it out in classic Hugh Darvish fashion. So for that, he is our East pitcher of the game. By the way, if you're tuning in right now, expecting to hear Chris Ello and Matt Scraby uh, on Gwyn and Chris, I'm, uh, I'm sure Tony Gwynn Jr. is uh, heading uh, to Atlanta with the team. So, uh, Matt Scraby, you can text me if I'm wrong here, but uh, I imagine it's uh, you and Chris uh, on the show today. They will take you up until 7 p.m., so you're going to get an extra uh, hour. Well, I suppose you're going to get a, an extra hour of time, 6 to 7, from Gwyn and Chris, but they'll have you for us. Uh, 
probably a little bit less than two hours after we're done with our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. So just a programming note, Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby today, they will take you up until 7 p.m. Certainly plenty of uh, things to talk about for them, uh, whether it's the Padres, the great ending yesterday, and a disappointing defeat today, or, of course, uh, the Aztecs uh, playing in the national championship game yesterday. We'll step aside, come back with more, including our player of the game, out-of-town scoreboard, and wrap things up from Petco Park. Again, the final score on this Tuesday, Arizona 8, San Diego 6, on the Padres Radio Network. Soto at second, two down. Bogarts at the plate, first pitch coming. That's hit in the air to deep left field. Carroll going back on the warning track, at the wall, gonna go! Home run, Xander Bogarts, again! His third of the season already, a two-run shot here in the fifth, and now a 5-1 Padre lead. Xander Bogarts, his third home run of this homestand. A two-run shot came in the fifth inning, gave the Padres a 5-1 lead, like Jesse Agler said. But unfortunately, the Padres could not hang on in this game as the Diamondbacks come back to win it. They win it here on this Tuesday at Petco Park by a final of 8-6. to six. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday. If you're tuned in right now expecting to hear Gwyn and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, they will join you in the 5 p.m. hour. They will take you up until 7 p.m. So hang with us for uh, a little while here on our post-game coverage. And uh, I promise Chris Ello, Matt Scraby coming your way at some time after 5 p.m. I do just want to highlight what Xander Bogarts did on this homestand because when you talk about a new player with a new team, a new city, a new league, it doesn't get much better than what Xander Bogarts did on this homestand. His final numbers from his first six games as a Padre, 9 for 22, that's a 409 average, he scored five runs, three doubles, three home runs, seven RBIs, an on-base percentage of 440. He also walked twice, an OPS of 1395, and played pretty good defense. He at least had one uh, throw to home plate, got a guy at home plate on a relay throw. You can't ask for much more. It's a very small sample size. We've got a long way to go, but Xander Bogarts, this first six-game homestand, he, he showed San Diego the kind of player he is and why the Padres wanted him here and why he got the kind of contract he did, bottom line. I mean, just a terrific opening six-game homestand for Xander Bogarts in the brown and gold, no doubt about that. Before we continue on, I do want to highlight the upcoming road trip for the Padres. They're on the way to Atlanta right now. I'm sure the uh, flight is taken off at some point here soon. Day off tomorrow in Atlanta, and then it really begins what is a tough couple of weeks for the Padres. It's going to be an important early couple of weeks, and here's why. Four against the Braves, very good team, from Thursday to Sunday. Then the Padres go to New York. They take on the Mets from Monday to Wednesday in New York. They come back home, take on the Milwaukee Brewers, pretty good team, from Thursday to Sunday at home, and then three more against the Braves from Monday the 17th to Monday, uh, excuse me, Wednesday the 19th. So that's a, a tough stretch of games here coming up. It's going to be an important stretch for this team, which is why you would have loved to get the win today, make it a 4-2 and two opening homestand instead of 3-3. Three and three. Didn't go that way, but uh, next 
couple of weeks. It's a tough schedule. And then the Padres will play the Arizona Diamondbacks for four games from April 20th to April 23rd in Arizona. Now, of course, that is the return of Fernando Tatis Jr. on April 20th. So the Padres will get an MVP caliber player back on April 20th. And the other part of this stretch, just looking at it, and pardon me, i got to just count it up here, 4, 7, 11, 14, 18. It's going to be 18 straight games from April 6th through the 23rd. So it's a, a tough stretch without an off day against some really good teams and uh, an important road trip, early season road trip coming up for the Padres. Uh, we'll see how they do. Uh, good test for the Padres. They're supposed to be a great team and, uh, hey, going to go play other very, very good teams first on the East Coast and then uh, head back to San Diego and go to Arizona. Before we continue on, let's pause for station identification on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. Sorry. This is Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. You listen to the Padres baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network, coming to you from inside the Western Metal Supply Company building here at Petco Park, a beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in America's finest city. Let's tell you about today's relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we will stay on the Padres' side of things today, and we'll give it to Domingo Tapia, who came in in the seventh inning, a 1-2-3 frame. At that point, the Padres only leading by a run, 5-4, to four, and at that point, Tapia did his job, a 1-2-3 inning, got things to the bottom half of the seventh, turned it over to Luis Garcia in the eighth inning. Everything after that didn't go the Padres' way, but Tapia was very, very good. And another reason this was really important for Domingo Tapia, not only did he have a perfect inning here today, but his first appearance since opening night, which was tough. Gave up back-to-back home runs to begin his Padres debut. First two batters he faced, almost gave up another run in the second inning on opening night. Uh, The second inning he tossed um, and and, uh, got a good uh, relay defensively from the Padres to cut down a run at home plate. So this was a very nice bounce back for Domingo Tapia. And for all those reasons, Tapia is our relief pitcher of the game. Now let's tell you about today's player of the game here on the Padres Radio Network. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Player of the game. This is sort of a tough one today. You know, Jake Cronenworth on the Padres side of things had three hits, a run scored. You know, the home runs by Bogarts and Cruz certainly built the lead. Hard not to give it to a Diamondback today, though. Got to be honest. And Josh Rojas did a lot of good stuff at the top of the lineup. I mean, you look at Rojas' day for Arizona, a double, a single, sack fly RBI, then an RBI single in the sixth inning. Then he was part of that double steal in the eighth inning, scored a run. Big impact. I got to give it to Josh Rojas today. One of those days we're going to go with uh, an Arizona player, Josh Rojas, top of the order. 
mean, he was on base all but once, and the one time he wasn't on base was a sack fly to score a run. So big impact for Josh Rojas, certainly at the very top of the Arizona lineup, and uh, he'll be our player of the game tonight here on the Padres Radio Network as the Diamondbacks win it by a final score of 8-6 to six here at Petco Park. We'll step aside. We'll come back with the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up, and get you to Gwyn and Chris coming up in the 5 p.m. hour. Our post-game show continues from downtown San Diego when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. First pitch coming, Cruz hits it really well. Deep to left field, it is way back. Carroll at the wall, leaps, gonna go! Nelson Cruz, first home run is a Padre. And now a two nothing lead here in the fourth, a moonshot into the second or third row in straightaway left field. Nelson Cruz, his first home run in the brown and gold in today's game at Petco Park. Cruz hitting one of three home runs for the Padres in this game. A solo shot in the fourth inning. Xander Bogarts, a two-run home run in the fifth. Trent Grisham, a solo shot in the ninth. But that was not enough as Arizona wins it here today in San Diego by a final of 8-6. to six. By the way, there was a great note from Bob Weersdorfer, uh, who uh, does a great job, uh, a graphics operator for Padres Baseball on TV. And he tweeted this out, uh, saying Nelson Cruz with his home run today has now homered for six different MLB teams. The Rangers, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Twins, the Nationals. And now the San Diego Padres, Nelson Cruz, the oldest position player in baseball at 40-plus years old. And uh, good to see Nelson Cruz have a big swing in this game. Certainly, hey, Nelson's an important part of this team. And some home runs for him at the uh, age of 42 would certainly help this lineup out of the DH spot. And uh, while we're talking about Nelson Cruz, and before we get into the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up. And again, Gwyn and Chris, uh, today Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, they will join you shortly here in the 5 p.m. hour and take you up until 7 p.m. So you will get some extra Matt Scraby, Chris Ello time here on 97.3 The Fan, but we're finishing things up here on the Padres Radio Network. I don't know if I said my name, Sam Levitt, with you from inside the loft at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. I said a lot there. Uh, hopefully you caught it all. I, I want to just briefly talk about the Manny Machado ejection in the first inning. Now, we don't know what Manny said that caused him to get ejected, so I I'm not going to judge that part of it. Look, to me... You know, it's hard to eject, especially a guy like Manny Machado that early in a game. And Manny, certainly as far as his body language while arguing with home plate umpire Ron Culpa, he didn't do anything overly uh, exaggerated. They were just kind of talking, and then Bob Melvin goes out, and as Bob Melvin got to Culpa, and Manny was sort of walking away, that's when Culpa ejected him. I don't know what Manny said, so uh, we'll probably never know what Manny said to get ejected. But... From this standpoint, this is where it's just it's hard to stomach in the sense of, and, and I mean hard to stomach, not a fault of Manny Machado's, but just like him getting ejected from the game um, as a baseball fan, as a Padres fan, because he was ejected dealing with the intricacies of the pitch clock and a called strike three on a pitch clock violation. Now, I've looked at the replay uh, from Bally Sports San Diego Manny appears to put his hand up at some point, you know, with eight, seven seconds left, the in-between as the clock's going from eight to seven. And as you know, he's got to be ready 
uh, at that eight-second mark, ready and alert. Now, if he calls time before that, he has the timeout to use. It was really close. You know, it was really close. And probably, and I think Jesse and Tony, you know, said this during the broadcast, but the letter of the law, you know, it's probably a violation, but... It was really close, and if I'm Manny, you know, he's probably standing there saying, hey, there were eight seconds on the clock, or, you know, I got it off in time. I I told you time, uh, in time. And it's just hard to see, A, a star player early in a game strike out because of the automatic strike, and B, because of that, and and let's say he, he, and Bob Melvin said this, if he does get time, that scenario with him arguing never happens. So to see a guy the caliber of Manny Machado get ejected from a game that early, you know, from the fan perspective on on this pitch clock stuff, I, I just feel like, and again, we have no idea what Manny said. I feel like there has to be, as far as the arguing and the understanding of uh, that guys are, are going to be really confused and sometimes agitated by this stuff because he just struck out when he didn't even see a pitch. I mean, I get it. Um it's tough. It's tough as a baseball fan, and today, if you were a Padres fan, if you were here at the ballpark, to see Manny get ejected that early, you know, and I don't know, maybe another home plate umpire would have given him time, you know, at that exact moment he threw up his hand to, to call time. So it was just uh, an unfortunate part of the game here today. And uh, look, Nelson Cruz, his first at-bat replacing Manny Machado, hits a home run so maybe it's like one of those ball don't lie things like uh with the free throws in basketball but uh it was just tough today and you know I I just think I hope when it comes to these situations there is still so much learning and adjusting to do that I I hope everybody is just patient with one another as everybody figures this out and and figures out what they can do when they have to do it and Look, I'm a proponent of the pitch clock. I have been. You've heard me say it on here and during spring training uh, throughout the time that, that it started here. But I, I just think on, on all sides, you know, hopefully there's just more understanding because, and again, we don't know what Manny said, but a quick hook to eject him. I mean, on in that scenario, it's just tough as a baseball fan and certainly as a Padres fan today. So that was my two cents on uh, the Manny Machado ejection and, he put the hand up. It was very close between eight and seven seconds. I mean, you know, is the clock we're looking at on TV, is that the exact time that was, you know, uh, that was uh, that, that the umpire's looking at in center field? I don't know. But, you know, you don't want to see Manny get ejected that early. It's not, you know, it's not good as a baseball fan and certainly a Padres fan. Not what you wanted, not why you came to the ballpark. So, uh, anyway, just uh, a little... I don't think that was a rant, but just some thoughts on all of that from today's game. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday in the Major Leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Like I said earlier, the Padres and the Diamondbacks were the early game, even here on the West Coast today. So everything else 
is pretty much in progress. Yep, Diamondbacks and Padres are the only final right now. Game's going on right now. Brewers leading the Mets 2-0 in Milwaukee, third inning there. Reds leading the Cubs 3-1 in Cincinnati, sixth inning in Cincinnati. Marlins leading the Twins 1-0 in Miami, end of the sixth inning there. Phillies ahead of the Yankees 2-0 in New York in the fifth. Rays and the Nationals even at four in the fourth inning in D.C. Pirates ahead of the Red Sox 3-1 in the fourth inning at Fenway Park. Royals leading the Blue Jays 1-0, bottom half of the second in Kansas City. Braves leading the Cardinals right now 3-0 in St. Louis, second inning there. Orioles and the Rangers are scoreless in Texas in the first inning. Tigers and the Astros are scoreless in Houston in the first inning there as well. Games coming up, the Angels at the Mariners at 640. The Guardians at the A's in Oakland at 640 and the Rockies at the Dodgers at 710 in L.A. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday. Taking a look ahead at the next game for the Padres and the upcoming road trip for San Diego. It looks like this. Again, the upcoming road trip after a day off in Atlanta tomorrow. Four games against Atlanta Thursday through Sunday and then a three-game series next week against the New York Mets from Monday to Wednesday. So all in all, a seven-game road trip to Atlanta and New York after an off day tomorrow. The pitching matchup on Thursday in Atlanta, it's a good one. Left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for San Diego. Right-hander Spencer Strider on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. First pitch on Thursday at 4.20 p.m., so a late afternoon weekday start time here in San Diego, our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 3.20. So 3.20 pregame, 4.20 first pitch for the opener of that four-game series between the Padres and the Atlanta Braves. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, eight runs, nine hits, one error, they left on eight. And for the Padres, six runs, ten hits, one error, they left on six. The winning pitcher was Kevin Ginkle, who improves to 1-0. Losing pitcher today was Luis Garcia, who drops to 0-1. The save goes to Dre Jameson, who threw two innings out of the bullpen, only gave up the Trent Grisham home run. He picks up his first save of 2023. Time of game, two hours in 55 minutes and the crowd here at Petco Park 34,542 that'll do it for our post game show here on the Padres radio network again first pitch on Thursday in Atlanta at 420 our pregame coverage begins at 320 and certainly hope you can join us then for our great studio coordinator Frank Marchese I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from Petco Park Again, the final score, the Arizona Diamondbacks 8 and the San Diego Padres 6. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby coming up next on 97.3 The Fan.